Hi, this is Kirk Kinnear. I'm here to support leaders that know what it feels like to carry that heavy burden, who care about their staff and want to make an impact in the organizations they're leading. My commitment to you as a current leader is to give you company and to bring you to a place of leading lightly. What do you do when you're in a relationship with someone that is constantly in conflict with you? This is something that uh, I've struggled with for many years with a few relationships that were long-standing relationships, people I really care about. However, I constantly found that those relationships were embroiled in conflict. There was just constant conflict around them. And what I've experienced since then is I've kind of learned that there are two definite types of conflict. And it's important as a manager and as a person just trying to manage your own life to kind of define the difference between the two. So let's break down the two types that I've I've seen in my time. And uh, you can definitely probably reflect on your own as we talk about this. The first one that gets me quite often is individuals who enjoy conflict. I don't know if they actually like it. Let's just think about those people who consistently are in battles with individuals. They have relationships that don't last as long as a lot of other people. A good example of that is I was talking to somebody I knew many years ago, and they moved next to a neighbors, and they said those neighbors were terrible. So then they moved, and the neighbors were terrible, and they moved again, and the neighbors were terrible. Individuals like that are very challenging to work for or work with or even manage. They they are either redirecting to a conflict because they are trying to uh, ignore something that they have to deal with or ignore something that is happening, or they just love the fight, and they love the gossip, and they love the battles. I've seen this in entire communities, and it's really, really hard to get through. The first thing that I've learned to do is to quite legitimately just put it on the table. I'll give you a story that you may have a difficult time seeing that I've I've done this, but it actually works. Uh, I had two people that worked on a on a in a similar role who were constantly in battle with each other, nonstop. They fought each other on all sorts of things. What I ended up doing was I kept trying to talk to different people to try and figure out how to resolve this matter. And I couldn't come to any conclusion because these two loved being in the ring with each other. Before I continue, I think it's really important to visualize someone inviting you into the ring. Some people don't want to be in the ring, but they're in a conflict with you because they care about something and they don't agree with the way it's, way it's being resolved. Other people are in the ring because they always end up in the ring. Um, maybe they're trying to fix something. That's often my biggest struggle is I try and step in and fix issues that aren't mine. But some people are sitting there holding the ring open and they're just inviting you in to the battle. Those are the rings that I avoid at all costs. I will not step in the ring with people who love to fight. That's their expertise, and often they don't use rational logic or anything like that 
to resolve the issue. They just like to fight. So when I see someone inviting me into the ring, and I really do visualize it like they're stepping on the the ropes and holding the top rope up and just saying, come on in, let's let's have it out. I really do not step in the ring anymore. And I used to all the time. I used to think I could resolve these issues with people who have a history of of burning relationships with individuals um, or have yeah, and have a long term history of of getting into those fights. And it's never it's, it's very rarely their fault or there's very little reflection through those conflicts. So I had two staff that had been in in fights long for a long time, and I actually had to get my budget done. Uh, I had 30, I think there was 34 department budgets or internal code budgets in, in this position. So I was trying to hammer through all those. And my time was crunched, but these two had boiled over again. So I called them both into my office and they sat there awkwardly. I think they knew that I knew that they'd been in conflict for quite some time. And all I did was say, and I'd heard this from somebody quite a while back that had tried it in their store. So all I did was say, um, hey, you know, Bob, you've been saying, I, from my understanding, you've been saying quite a bit of stuff about, you know, Joe. And Joe, you've said quite a bit of stuff about Bob. So we have two options here. I can say what I've heard about each of you saying to each other behind each other's backs. Or you can resolve the matter right now. I have to get my budget done. So I can help you mediate if needed. Or you two can work this out. But you're doing it in this room. You have to resolve this matter now. These are unionized staff. They'd never experienced anything like that. Nor had I ever had to do it. Actually, I've been able to kind of step aside and tell people, kind of be able to move the pieces until they figure it out. But in this situation, it seemed like it really needed to be put on the table. First of all, for people who really like to fight, they hate when you put it on the table. It's a very uncomfortable situation when you just say the facts and you set it on the table. And in this situation, I was really putting it out there. So they both sat there and looked awkwardly at each other. And uh, eventually one of them started to talk. And I just spun around and I was trying to do my budget. To be honest, I wasn't really doing my budget. I was listening. Um, I might have been tweaking a few things, but I was really listening to the conversation. How it kind of went was, well, I could kind of say, I think you kind of know what I've been saying. And the other one's like, oh, yeah, I know. And you know what I've been saying. And um, so what are we going to do here? And they they started to work it out over time. And it took them about 15 minutes. But they knew at that point I wasn't going to put up with that garbage anymore. So they started to move forward. This was one of the best tactics I've ever done. It's a bold move and you have to stay in the room. Uh, the story I heard was somebody said, you guys got to figure it out. If you don't leave, leave the room before you figure it out, you're both fired. Uh, you can't do that with unionized staff. So I decided to do a supervised version of a similar kind of concept. It ended up working out and maybe, maybe they both hated me walking out the door, but I honestly, I didn't care. I just knew that this re- this relationship and this type of gossip and fighting was destroying our ability to do our jobs and to serve our customers at our very best. So it had to be resolved. Now, how I resolved it, could I have done something better? Maybe, but it did absolutely work. And those two ended up becoming, 
Well, they definitely didn't say anything about each other again because they knew I would have called them in. And they became quite, uh, they, they ended up working well together. I could even put them on the same shifts again and they were able to move forward. So that's one type of conflict. The people who love the gossip, they love those stories. They get excited. You can tell that they're excited that something's going on and they want to learn more and want to kind of dig in and get involved. That's one type. And that's a really hard one to address. But what I've learned is you call it out and you focus on truth and it's not your responsibility to fix other people's problems. Again, uh, in an earlier episode, I talked about how you should care and not care If someone constantly has the same behavior, you can recommend help for them. But at that point, once it, you know, once they need help from a counselor or psychologist, you're not one of them. So that is not what your office is for. That is not what your organization is for. Now you can console people. You can be there for them when they're hurting or when they're happy, but you can't be there as professional help. So that's where you care. So you give them a reference. You say this has to be resolved, but you don't care re, which is taking on their burden or getting other people to cover for them. Unless, of course, they're a great employee and they're just having a bad stretch, then, of course, you go way out of your way to help them. But a lot of the people who love these fights they just they just live in them. And some of them don't even see it. All you can see, though, is a wake of destruction behind them, whether it's long-term relationships. And a good interview question that I'm going to actually start adding to my interview questions is, tell me a community that you've been involved in. Uh, when did you join? How long have you been in it? And then if there's a short community, ask them for a long one, like a community they've been in for 10 years or 15 years. If all of the communities they've been in are short, there's a good sign that this person is living in an environment of conflict. Now, whether you need a job where that's a great thing or not, that's up to you. But that's a real good question that kind of tags that issue. The second type of conflict, uh, I don't have too much more time here, but the second conflict is a conflict where two people are trying to resolve an issue and that they both care about. That conflict I've learned to absolutely love. When people legitimately care and they're involved in an argument with somebody to come up with a better solution, I love that. A good to great book talks about how these boardroom meetings were absolutely heated. People even started yelling at each other. But as long as that conflict is, is people against a problem and not people against each other, Now, remember that you've got to, when you're managing a meeting, it's all about people, keeping people focused on a problem and a solution, not on each other. There's a very different thing in saying, I think this community is going to like this versus saying, you're wrong because you're always wrong. There's a very big difference between those two. So as long as they're focused on whatever the product is, that's okay. Conflict's fine. But as soon as they shift that focus to each other, be very careful and step in as a leader to make sure that that doesn't turn into something that will haunt you as you try and lead your life a little bit lighter and move forward a little bit easier. Thanks for listening. If you liked it, remember to subscribe. If you know other leaders who could benefit from leading lightly, feel free to share. For more resources, visit our website at leadinglightly.com.